0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. My today's guest is John Johnson. Uh, founder of Adaptive Karate, uh, propagator of working with disability and supporter of people with different abilities. Um, Personally, I love John's work and I'm following him and try to learn from him as much as I can. So I'm uh, super chuffed that we've got him today on my podcast. Uh, How are you, John? I'm good. I'm
0: fine. Yeah.
1: Um, so starting, I always ask the, as the same question to people. Um, could you just tell us something about yourself? I know you're the one of the first people who started karate in the UK. Um, you, you're the propagator of everything and
0: instigator of everything. Um, <laughs> could you tell us something about yourself? I wouldn't say that, but uh, yeah, I'm coming up to nearly 50 years in uh, karate, definitely 50 years in martial arts because I, I did, a couple of other things before I started karate, you know, a little bit of boxing, a uh, little bit of judo, not very much, but a, a little bit. So, yeah, I've been going some time now, yeah.
1: Yeah, worth of knowledge. But you you also had a background in being a, a um, how we call it, a bouncer and standing on the doors in a kind of violent, violent um, environment, isn't it? From what you told me before,
0: well, it is, yeah. Especially, uh, come, country was quite a violent city. I think, I think it's, um, it came down to the fact that people had a lot of money, uh, in those days, uh, due to the car factories mm-hmm. in country um, and you know, uh, even a Monday night was a busy night.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, most most nightclubs only open at the weekend, uh, but we were we were open um, seven, six nights a week. You couldn't open on a Sunday because of the licensing laws in those days. Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, um, so what made you think one day you woke up and you said, "Yes, I'm gonna stick with that Japanese thing, karate, and I'm gonna do that instead of boxing or judo."
0: Um, well, when I, when I actually started it, I mean, it was uh, of course it was the Bruce Lee era, and uh, every, everybody was doing something along those lines. Um, you know, uh, the, the club that I was with it was open seven uh, six. Sorry, it was open three nights a week, and uh, we had the opportunity to train you on the day and different things. Um, it was one of the first full time dojos. That was uh, about in those days. And I mean, you could have anything from 50 to 90 people on a class. Mm. Uh, That's extraordinary to think of that now. But uh, those are the sort of numbers. And it was, I found it fascinating to start with. Uh, I was intrigued by it all. Uh, There was a sort of mist. Mystique to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And uh, you didn't want to miss a class. You, you was afraid to miss a class because you you thought you might miss out on something. Um, and it just engaged me. And then uh, as time went on, um, it's always been there for me. It's, it's always such a a steadfast and um crucial thing in my life okay
1: um so uh, another question that i always ask and you probably know that uh, what i'm going to ask because you're doing the seminars with me supporting mental health um what impact had and or has karate for your mental health
0: well as i said it, it's it's always been uh, it's always been there for me it's it's like a an anchor um, and it's wholesome it's 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 good it, it engages me uh, uh i can't do things like crossword puzzles or anything like that uh but I, you have to have something that that, that keeps your mind active that there's there's uh something within karate which is always engaging and uh it occupies your thoughts in a in a very positive way. Uh, I've been through, like everybody, I've been through life. Uh, mm. I've, had some, I've had some knocks and some bad times and that, but has always sustained me. Uh, it's always been there. Uh, and it's a relief from, uh, from the mundane as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, why
1: Shotokan? You, uh, I know that you are cross-training with different people, you're going still and learning. What keeps you with the Shotokan? And may, then maybe tell us how did you manage to, or manage or decided to do adaptive karate and, and, and change things to your own way?
0: Well, I started with Shotokan and I was with it for, for many years. And uh, it was very classical sort of Shotokan. Um, it was with the PUGB, uh, which was a, directly through the JKA, the Japanese Karate Association. So it, 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 was, it was straightforward, Showed as it was a military. There mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, were some problems,
1: I said. Yeah, well, wife is with her, but I you know. hope. <laughs> um,
0: there was always. I always felt like there was something that, that, that wasn't uh, quite karate, if you know what I mean. Um, and and I, I put in the, uh, the phrase adaptive karate many, many years ago uh, because I, I realised that uh, the show to Can Asbury is being taught uh, for it to work on a... On a street level, needed to be adaptive. It, it needed to. You, your techniques needed to change. Um, of course, you found out the hard way working on the doors uh, that it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't quite the way that it was being taught. Having said that, uh, we would we, we were taught well and taught very strong uh, basics. And, and as I say, I stuck with it for many many years. But uh, a few years back, I uh, I started to look at things in a different light and, and knew that I needed to it needed to change for me. Because it was a uh, sport I was done with the sport. Mm. Uh, I, I, I retired from, from sport, and, I, and although I enjoyed it thoroughly, uh it's not something that you, that you can go into later life with and uh, feel that it's right for you. Uh, you know, as as you get older, your cratty needs to change. It needs to adapt, mm. and uh, your training methods need to change. Um, the sort of training that we used to do is very intense and uh, very energetic, and you can't you can't work at that sort of pace and, and and uh be fulfilled the way that that uh i am now with the sort of karate that i'm doing now uh-huh. uh so you know um I, I no longer do Shotokan, i do karate uh-huh. uh i'm not uh, i'm not style centric as such uh you know i i train in a in uh not regularly, but quite a bit in goju now. Um, you know, the, the, the katas that we do, I've uh, taken on some of the goju katas and uh, katas from one or two other styles as well, we, we, uh, we tend to look at as well.
1: Mm. So. I think it is, it is kind of uh, when you um, develop yourself as a martial artist, you're starting to lose that attachment to a um, style. I don't feel that I'm doing any styles. I, I'm, I'm based on on my my teacher system, but uh, it's not as it was taught to me. It's a lot of changes, and you know, meeting people like yourself um, and others, you kind of um, adapt it. Adapt. It. I think you've got the very accurate name for that for that process.
0: Yeah, and I, I look at uh, I look at people that are doing pure Shotokan can now, and I, I'm not convinced. <laughs> To, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but I, I look at them and they're telling you that these things. Uh, this is the way that, that 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 it should work, and and that, and, and I'm not convinced. Uh, it it it's uh, you know to go down that purist route that uh, a lot of people do, and they stick with it, and that's fine. That's fine, just as long as they're honest about what they're doing, and that. You know, uh, it's a personal thing, karate is. Uh, forget about the big classes and all the rest of it. It's a personal thing. And, and, and you've got to, you've got to uh, develop and, and look at things on an individual basis, not, uh, not as a conglomerate, uh, big association type thing.
1: I like that. I like that. Um, tell me, because um, what I always enjoy training with you is the uh, sense of humor. What role in your teaching has got the sense of humor? Because that's kind of related into uh, my view of mental health and how the sessions look, should look like. Uh, are you using that sense of humor as well during the class or is it just reserved for a
0: special occasion like seminars? No, I mean, um, our, our regular classes, we, uh, we're, we're allowed to talk to each other. You know, so the, the sort of regime that we used to be in, uh, it was just shut up and train, you wasn't allowed to talk. But now you know, uh, we talk to each other, we have feedback about what we do, we discuss things and uh we keep we you know, we're serious, but at the same time, um you have to have that humor there. Uh, because when you when you when you're in that sort of regime where you're not allowed to talk and you just gotta do things. Uh, when you're told, uh, it's not—it's not really the way that people people need to learn, you know. Um, when you when you're feeling relaxed and uh, confident about stuff, you learn so much easier and so much better, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I I do for I do believe that firmly as well. That's why I changed uh, all, all the procedures in my dojo and uh, I'll following the. Happy life and and relaxed uh, learning, I think the people like you said, learning much better much quicker, so you are a hardcore uh, bouncer doing karate, oh, you can oh. handle yourself and then tell me how did that occur that uh, you are involved in working with the most vulnerable people around you're spending so much time you are uh, i 'm totally blown away by your uh, work with people, with vulnerable people. Um, Can you tell us about it? How that transformation went from the tough bouncer to a nice, cuddly teacher in a uh, friendly environment?
0: Well, I I, I mean, it was by accident that I I went into bouncing. Uh, It was a time when uh, there wasn't much work about and there was a club opened up uh, I had the opportunity to to start working on the door uh, to earn some extra money. That, it's as simple as that. Uh, and I was there for a few years, and uh, I went from uh, working a couple of nights to working full time to uh, uh, to head doorman position. And uh, but that did that doesn't define me I mean I haven't done that for, for years once at once I left that job that was it that was, that was finished with that was that was an episode in my life over and done with uh, but you know uh, and I don't want to make it sound like it's cliche but karate's given me so much and it's it's my way of of uh, giving something back to the community something uh, which, which is um, one of the main stages of karate, that it is for, um, not, as I say, it's an individual endeavour, but at the same time, uh, we all have a, a sort of social responsibility. And this, that, this is my way of uh, providing that, um, just the way that, that, that I do it. Um, and the people that I work with uh they seem to enjoy it. Well I know they enjoy it. I really do. Uh and I enjoy it. We have a great time. We have we have lots of laughs. Uh it it helps with their self esteem, helps helps to boost them and that. And uh again comes back to this thing about karate can be very, very wholesome, very uh provides such a a good stable positive environment for people
1: So was that your um, conscious decision or a bit of it by accident you you done it on purpose or Uh,
0: Quite a few I I mean I've been trying to do things with with people for quite some time and and I I struggled initially um, making inroads uh, and getting in touch with the right type of people Uh, it's. I, I just felt that karate could provide uh, something for for people with uh, learning disabilities and uh, physical disabilities, uh, which is outside of their their sort of uh, normal range of being able to uh, to engage in an activity. But with karate, you, you you know uh, the the. The people that we work with, they couldn't go out and play football or anything like that. Uh, some can, but a majority of them uh, can't. Uh, and so that they've always been outside of things. But karate can give them something which, uh, which they're able to obtain, which they're able to engage with, which you know, which keeps them inclusive uh, within an activity and. Uh, we cater for their abilities, not their disabilities.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. um, could you tell me more about uh, how do you prepare for uh, for classes with with um, such a wide range of different disabilities? I I I know how I'm preparing because I'm working with disabled as well, and we've got a, such a wide range of people with different uh, abilities. Are you tre- treating the program as a one whole? Or are you taking that uh, very specific to individual and try to fulfil their their abilities?
0: We uh, we we usually um, do some activity where where we do it as a group, but then we uh, we always work with people individually. Uh, and you tend to you tend to think about karate as. Uh, like with a normal class well there's no point in doing it like a normal class I, I i don't feel anyway um and so we'll call people out and work individually and uh um as you get to know them you 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 get to understand uh, what motivates them what what sort of things they like and uh you just you just got to encourage them in, and cater to those needs um So, you know, if it's a small class, then uh, we spend quite a long time with people as individuals. If it's a bigger class, then we we haven't got quite so long, but everybody gets some some individual tuition and some individual attention and that. And, And the nice thing is, when you are working with somebody as an individual, Normally, the other people are supporting them as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know uh and they can't wait for their turn they they're they're all looking forward to uh to coming out out in front and uh you know showing their friends what they can do and uh and, that. and it's great to see it you know yeah. Uh-
1: did you notice the the positive outcomes? Are the people more mobile, um, better feeling? You say that they feel better, so that's that's kind of obvious. But uh, what positives did you notice for after? Uh, because you're doing that for several years now, I believe.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> because you, you've got to realise that a lot of these people then uh, their normal activity during during the, the day, uh, although. Uh, they will go out and do different things um, depending on uh, who, who, who the group is. But uh, a lot of their activity is sitting about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very sedentary. Uh, they tend to eat too much. So that's, that's not always good for their health. And uh, once we do start working with them, then they do. They find that they uh, they've got more mobility than than, than they thought they had. Uh, they're able to achieve more, and so they start looking at doing other things. You know, um, we know that that some were um, very sort of uh, reluctant to do anything else. But once once they found that they 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 uh, was doing karate. And they started taking things like swimming up. Mm-hmm. Things like that, you know, because that they started to have a confidence about that, that, that they were able to do other things. I'll, I'll tell you a little story about one guy, shall I? Yeah. Um, this was, this was uh, a couple of years ago. I, I haven't seen him for quite some time. Uh, a group we were working with. Uh, he used to come into the room. He was about six foot three, very very tall, very skinny. Uh, he used to wear a school cap uh, in case he fell over. Um, he often used to have a teddy with him. He was a lad about, he, he was about 19, I think he was at the time. And he used to carry his teddy with him. Uh, initially, it was very hard to get him to do anything. But over a period of time, we got him up, and uh, he used to work on the pads with me, and he used to love it. You know, we used to be dancing around the room, and I'd have the pads, and he would he would be uh, having a good go at them. Uh, and halfway through the lesson, we used to have a break, and uh, they used to get some juice and some biscuits out for the guys, and uh, I sat down with the juice and. Uh, He came and sat next to me. He had his juice and he had his biscuits and uh, he was drinking his juice and having his biscuits and that and uh, he kept looking at me and giving me a nudge and smiling at me. Afterwards, after the session had finished, his carer came up to me and she said, "Uh, what did you do with so-and-so? And I said, what do you mean? She said, he would never eat or drink in front of anybody apart from his mum and dad. Mm, wow! Uh, so it, it's just a it's just a nice story that that the fact that uh, I've been able to help him with his confidence, with his self esteem, uh, and and the fact that um, he was willing after a short period of time to engage with me and and that. 'Cause he never used to speak to anybody, but he always he always used to um sort of when I was counting on that, he would count along with me. Now he he'd, he'd never spoken to anybody or anything. So little by little we 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 just boosted his confidence, his self esteem and it was it was it was great to see him mm-hmm. working that way as yeah. well.
1: Yeah, I've I've got a similar similar student, Danny. I think you met him on the on my view didn't no, he's not, not coming with us for seminars. Um but yeah, when he came he wouldn't train without his brother and mum. And now he's able to go with us for like displays um, this place where there's two hundred people and he's autistic and there's no problem and he's taking up new new um activities. Uh which is great which great for him and he's more more confident himself. So I know I kind of can imagine what you how you're feeling about that success um and they they, which i'm finding with my classes and i want to check with you as well is that um you get through to people who are vulnerable only via honesty so you cannot be some pretend to be somebody else like a big sensei you have to show them your vulnerabilities and be honest they've got like a sixth sense they just straight away know if you're full of Pardon yeah. me, yeah. <laughs> full of uh, BS or or you you honest? Do you've got that as well? Do you think that's that's true? Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, you know, because some of these guys are really funny, you know, uh, and and they are honest, and uh, the things they say to you and everything, you, you you've just got to take it with a pinch of salt, and 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 that you you can't you can't put on airs and graces with them. They won't allow you to. Uh, having said that they do understand uh, the discipline of the class you know uh, they don't mess they don't mess about in the class but in the same regard that I, I said before uh, we have to have a laugh we always have a laugh uh, and uh, and that, because as I say it, they, they don't want to feel like um they're being forced into anything. It's about gentle encouragement most of the time with them. That uh, their, their uh, perception of how things should go is different to uh, to a lot of people, and you've got to recognise that and, and work accordingly. Uh, but you're very you're very correct in, in the fact that you have to be honest with them. You, you know you have to be straightforward yeah
1: um tell me uh, because i'm I'm kind of um running up, so I'm working with some some charities at the moment, but um I try to move on forward and and do more um what would be your advice to people who would like to try to get involved in in that kind of paying back to community um where should they start? who should they contact? Do you've got any recipe or it just uh, Keep going till you find somebody. Um, it's
0: a lot. Well, a lot depends on everybody's uh, personal circumstances. They've got time during the day, which is the better time, rather than an evening class, because most of these guys have to have carers with them. Um, there's several avenues that you can go down. Uh, you can approach schools with uh, who cater for. Uh, people with special needs. Uh, There's various groups and the bigger groups, uh, which are well-organized groups, um, which often work in community centers and and places like that. Uh, Just approach them. I mean, one of the groups that we work with, Chesterfield, when we went there, uh, we sort of looked at them and thought, oh, these will never be able to do anything. they had a wide range of uh, disabilities, physical, and uh, a wide range of uh, learning disabilities, and uh, they were great. You know, uh, they. they um, you just, you just got to, you just got to uh, approach some of these groups. Possibly uh, give them a free lesson. Um, it's, it's about learning on the job as well. Uh, you, you you have to find a your own way of, of working with with people, um, and just just keep persevering. Uh, and and you, you you'll find that uh, the worst thing is is if uh, if there's any money involved is. Having it sustainable mm-hmm. so if 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 you are charging a fee uh it's making sure that that, that fee is sustainable here's the cat <laughs> 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 uh, so that 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 that's often a problem is um, making sure that there's enough funds. To, uh, to keep the group going. Uh, uh, if, if you're doing it on just a voluntary basis, then that isn't so much of a problem. Uh, but, um, I'm trying to, trying to give out the right advice here. Um, so if, if, if you are charging a fee, the worst thing that can happen is that it, there's an initial thing where, where it's taken up and uh, you'll do six or seven lessons and then uh, there comes a cut-off point. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's no good for these people. They're, you know, the, a lot of them are creatures of habit and uh, they like to do things uh, on a particular day at a particular time and they expect, I mean it, it I, I, it's terrible for them at the moment because mm. their routine is spoiled. uh and you have to become part of that routine you know uh they they they're they're all there waiting for you at 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 the given time when you're supposed to turn up and you've so you've got to be there and uh and and keeping it sustained is that's the difficult part you know um some of the groups we've been with now we've been we've been with them for several years uh and it's part of their life now uh mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's a it's a feature in their life a, a major feature
1: you know yeah yeah we i'm starting uh tomorrow with one of my groups we're gonna do it um, outside of the building uh so hopefully we're gonna start getting back to uh, and you as well, in September and see how that's going to happen. Okay. uh, As the the plan for this podcast was to speak to you and your partner, Elaine, which is a brilliant uh, teacher as well. But Elaine is too shy. So I'm going to ask you the questions. So think about it carefully so we don't going to be told off later by Elaine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um,
1: Because the the, the main topic meant to be I'm doing a series of uh, martial art marriage. So the partners who are doing both martial arts and both karate. So if I can pick um, how it is to be a, a partner with the person who does martial arts, and you're teaching together, you're running a business together. Uh, could you tell me how did you met? Did the karate have a part in it, or?
0: No, we we uh, we met at a party, uh, a few years back now, and. Uh, we just hit it off from there. Uh, she did tell me at the time when we we met that, uh, of course, the conversation got round and that. Yes, uh, I do karate, I've got my club, and you know, you, you, you things. And she said, Oh, I'm a, I'm a brown belt. Uh, she was a first queue in Wadaroo, mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, I didn't hold that against her, <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, she she she'd been training in Wadaroo for about uh, eleven years when i when I met her. Uh wasn't trained at the time and then uh when things started getting serious and, and that, I said to her, you know, if uh, if we're gonna be together, we've gotta make a decision. Um and shot, uh, shot a can or wado <laughs> <laughs> No you know I either either you've got to uh do karate with me or I'll pack up. Because uh it has always been a bone of contention in, in other relationships and that uh oh you, you go to training again and you, you get you, you start getting the earache and everything and and uh she said no I'll do karate with you. Uh it was a bit of a bit of a shocker for her once she started doing Shotokan because she'd been to see a couple of classes and, and, Mm. and, uh, she believed that, uh, was the better style. Um, but then when she started training in Shotokan, uh, started incorporating the, the, the different body mechanics and that, uh, it changed. It changed a her, her point of view, and uh, it captivated her at the, mm. once, once she'd gotten over the initial shock of it. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, um, we're the sort of couple we do everything together, uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's great to be able to uh, say right. Going training and uh, your wife comes with you instead of uh, whinging and moaning about you going off yeah, and leaving. Yeah. That,
1: that's yeah. a big positive, isn't it?
0: Um, yeah.
1: I've got a question from my wife. I have to read, read it out because I can't remember what she said. She's a martial artist as well, so uh, we kind of been um, thinking what questions to ask. And she said, do you think it helps your karate development by having a partner who you can discuss karate with, or is it a cause of argument in our house it's sometimes a cause of arguments because she's doing different style than I do as well, so different points of view. How does it look like in yours
0: um, no we we're, we're we're fairly fairly much on the same page about most things uh there are, there are sometimes when um Uh because I have got more experience, uh uh Elaine takes a certain point of view and then I have to explain uh that there is a, a different point of view, um different diff- from a different perspective. Uh and uh and that we I don't think we've ever argued about martial arts as such. Um usually she comes around to my way of thinking. <laughs> Um, that's not because I'm bigger it's just uh, I'm more persuasive possibly I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so I was going to ask that to Elaine but uh, I'm going to ask you what do you think about the uh, female uh, teachers in martial arts or rather lack of um, how we can change that and, and improve the ratio between the male and female uh, teachers in the clubs or club owners running a club
0: Um, again, it it depends on the, uh, on the the circumstances of the club. Um, I I think there's quite a few really good female teachers about these days. Uh, it used to be very male dominated and, uh, you know, uh, it was like a like a, a boys' club at one time um, for a female to uh, to break into that. They had to be particularly uh, particularly tough, uh, and it, you know the sort of training that that was done wasn't really conducive to uh, to to uh, the female. Uh, but things have changed. Things that things are. are, are, are are so much better for the female and as I say there are some really good female instructors uh, and uh, you know that they they're not only uh, heading up their clubs they're, they're prominent in the associations and different things as well now and they do bring a different uh, perspective to, to the training as well uh, and uh, a different understanding, uh, depending on what type of training you're doing. But if, if it's if it's coming down to uh, um, self defence, their their point of view and their experiences uh, uh, are invaluable to understand what it is uh, that you should be teaching and what they need to be teaching as well. You know the, the, the differences between uh, the physicality of, of, of male and female, and uh, the psychology that goes along with with that. Yeah, yeah I, th-
1: I think that that's what uh, we need to be more more popularized because uh, we, as men, we can only imagine how to ease to be a woman or how they're going through this. And self defense is kind of um, a gray area where we think what. It should be done, but we don't know how they're gonna do it, isn't it
0: yeah and you know um it's a it's a hard subject for me to talk about without insulting certain people as well uh but uh the females bring a a, a, a different reality to uh to self defense uh because most females that have, have been uh, that are doing martial arts have been in in situations uh, which you can't as, as a male you can't understand the uh, the psychology and, and everything which goes uh, along with a, a difficult situation, and of course they understand about the physicality uh, 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 and that. Uh, and uh, to actually teach in and in ex- express it in, in, a, in a correct form mm. is quite a, quite a difficult subject, uh, and you need that female perspective to be able to uh, to be able to understand and do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so- something a bit more lighter. What's the favorite, mov- favorite movie, uh, martial art movie for John? Oh.
0: Do you know what? I, I, I very rarely watch any anything uh, sort of uh, martial art movie these days uh, because it's it seems so sort of superficial now. <laughs> you know. I, I, I mean, I love Bruce Lee and everything, and I, I look back at some of the, the the things and that, and I think, nah. <laughs> it, it 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 just doesn't gel with me anymore. Um, I mean, if if I look back, some of the first sort of martial arts movies uh, that that I can think of, or that had martial arts in them, was uh, I think it was a, a man like Flint. I don't ask me, I, I, I'm too young for that, <laughs> I think. And, and, uh, Frank Sinatra was in a, in a film called The Manchurian Candidate, and he did a, he did a little bit of uh, martial arts in that. And I found, at the time, I thought that was brilliant, I found it fascinating. I see it now and I think, ah, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, could, I couldn't say I've got a favourite one anymore
1: um okay that's interesting answer um so what which teacher mostly influenced you for your life you've got a vast knowledge um who had the biggest impact on you in your martial arts it can be it can be few people if you want to mention anybody
0: um i mean over the years there's there's been so many people uh and I've trained with some, some great instructors. Uh, if we, if I go back to uh, my early days, I was with uh, Rick Jackson, who's still teaching and training these days. Um, uh, that's that's who I started karate with. Uh, and later uh, Kawazoe Sensei, um, we spent a lot of time mm-hmm. with him. Um but coming up to uh up to today, I mean I I, I, I go training on a regular basis with Steve Lowe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh very knowledgeable and um his his study of karate is He's always whatever he's teaching. His studies two years ahead of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he, he, everything's been looked at and tried and tested. Uh, as you know, I, I work with Simon Oliver quite a lot, and I, and I love to go to his classes. Um, I go very occasionally, not not all that often. Uh, train with Peter Considine. Uh, and that's always inspirational and uh there's just it's, there's just so many people i mean uh, I go and train with uh max pedro quite regularly uh they, they they've, they've all got something to to offer I wouldn't say one one is more dominant than the other in uh in uh what it is that they're teaching, uh, I just I just really enjoy my training and looking to train with these other people. And uh, you know, if if I if I made a list out of all the people I've trained with over the last couple of years, it's uh, it's quite a long list. Yeah. And and I, you know, you 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 pick up bits from uh from all of them they, they all they all have a an influence even some of the bad ones have an influence because it teaches you that, that you don't want to be like that
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um
1: so you've training for you said nearly 50 years in martial arts hmm. how to keep the motivation going what do you do that it still drives you to do the do that. Go to that gym. Go to that um, dojo. Go and learn. Especially, maybe, maybe not so much to do, but still learn. You know a lot of stuff. You've got that experience. Why still searching? How that that translate to your training? And uh, how do you look for that motivation? What motivates you?
0: Uh, part of it is it's a discipline, uh, and you know, if if you if you engage in a in an endeavor like karate, uh, you have to understand that 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 there's a discipline, and uh, it's so easy to make an excuse. That's the easiest thing in the world, isn't mm. it? Make an excuse. You haven't got to let yourself do that. You know, uh, sometimes you don't f- quite feel right or you know you you not major injury but you have got a minor injury and in that you go oh i'm not going training because of such and such no you just do it you just got to do it and uh it's it's about pushing yourself uh it's real motivation is a really really hard thing to uh to achieve uh, but if you don't do it you'll lose you you'll lose out you'll lose out in many ways um, and i'm trying i'm trying to find the, the the right sort of words to express myself that's that's part of my problem i've got the thoughts up here but i'm
1: <laughs> I, I know the feeling i know the feeling i'm the same.
0: but. It's it, it's part and parcel of what you do, and you've just got to keep doing it. And and the other thing is, uh, it's been mentioned about honestly, you you have to you you have to be honest with yourself. You know, you, you can you can you can kid other people, but you can't kid yourself. You have to be honest with yourself, and so you can't say you're a martial artist and and, and just. Go and teach a couple of times a week, and that's no. You have to. You have to. You have to be honest enough to say I'm still a. I'm still a student. I'm still learning. Uh, there's loads of things that, that uh, I should know. And you know, I, I I think oh, I wish I'd have taken that up, or I wish I'd have done that years ago. But the thing is that you're doing it now and you just got to keep doing it, and you just got to keep learning, and you just got to keep that endeavour going. Yeah.
1: Excellent. Um, tell me, John, because uh, we done, well, this year we couldn't do the Karate for Mental Health. Um, you're a great supporter of that. I kind of feel that we're doing it together, not just me. Um, what are your pl- future plans for seminars when we go back to normal? Because you do, you do teach quite a lot, don't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously i've had quite a lot cancelled uh over the last few months uh people are starting to rebook. uh we're hoping um i'm I'm looking at my calendar now but i've got quite a few booked in uh and uh the positive thing is that uh over the over this period where we haven't been training as, as a club and i I've had more time uh I've been working on the content of the uh, of the seminars, and I think I think that people are going to really enjoy the, the sort of stuff that i'm going to be doing um, but hopefully uh, over the next couple of months, I think we'll be able to get back into some sort of normality if, if there isn't a, a further spike and Further lockdowns or anything, I, I think that we'll have to get back together. Um, I don't think you can do karate uh, unless you can do the the, the partner work. Mm. Uh, you can do you can do you can do certain stuff. I I don't know. I've, I've done nothing online. I don't. Uh, I don't think that that's the way forward for for myself and, and the guys that I work with, uh, you know, um, it's sort of, I, I, I think I put something out a while ago, and that, you know, uh, doing karate uh, without a partner is like learning to swim out of water. And mm. you know? that, uh, You know, the theory is there and there's a certain practicality to it, but you'll never know whether you're going to drown or not, will you? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm struggling as well. I I do two sessions a week uh, and I just, um, because most of what we do is uh, partner work. So just teaching over Zoom, I I don't feel comfortable. I don't think people get enough quality from it. But they uh, want me to teach, so I teach some katas and, and thinking about it. And uh, but it's not the best medium to uh, to do it. I don't feel that is the best um, yeah. thing. Well, to... I'm,
0: yeah, I've, I've looked at a lot of people. The, the only the only person that I can see doing anything online of any value is uh, is Paul Paul Enfield. Mm. Uh, when I look at the stuff that he's teaching and the way that he's teaching, uh, I find valuing that. Uh, a lot of the other people that I've seen and uh, I, I, I can't say that I disagree with what they're doing, but uh, if if it's just a fitness session you want, there's, there's better ways of getting fit than doing the sorts of things that they're doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, I think it's a good way, for, from my point of view, it's a good way to keep that um, club together uh, and get, get a bit of exposure but I'm not enjoying it as much as I enjoy teaching uh, you know, hand to hand and with the people um, John, tell me um, when people can find you to book you for seminars if they want to or I'll ask you about questions about the disability part of what you're doing
0: um, Well, they can get they can get in touch with me through Facebook which is John Johnston Adapted Karate I've just got the website back up and running now. Uh, we had a problem with it. Uh, somebody stole our domain name and various things went on, but it's uh uh karate, uh dot, u, dot uk
1: CO uk, isn't
0: it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I yeah. uh, I post the links in the in the, in the, in the description as well so the people who, who listen can have a written... uh click on it yeah. uh, John thank you very much for your time it was awesome to speak to you um, I'm looking forward to get back to the seminars with you and pick your knowledge about the disability karate so I can learn a bit more about it and improve my way of doing um, I hope you enjoy the interview as well
0: yeah I enjoyed the interview I'm, uh, uh, I don't think I come across uh, the, the way that uh, I'd like to. I'm not, uh, not so good at public speaking as such. Uh, I'm okay on the seminars, telling my jokes and things. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
1: yeah. I, I, th- I think it was brilliant, John. I've got the same, same feeling. I don't like my voice. I don't like my looks. And I never um, think that I came clear across what I meant to say. It always mm. comes the wrong way. But um, I think you've done a
0: great job. Cheers, Les. it's Great speaking to you. All right, take care. Goodbye, okay. everybody.
1: Care. Okay. Bye-bye. Hello and welcome. I'm Les Bubka, and you're listening to Accidental Podcast or something like that. My today's guest was John Johnson from Adaptive Karate. Uh, we talk about uh, mental health, adaptation, and training methodology for people with different abilities. Uh, John is great with teaching people with uh, various disabilities, both um, learning disabilities and uh, physical dis- disabilities. We talk about uh, <clears throat> being uh, in relationship with uh, other martial artists, what uh, benefits uh, drawbacks are. Uh, we talked about seminars, uh, modification, adaptation of karate, John's um, experience on a uh, door, being a doorman um how he got involved with all these activities i hope you're going to enjoy it uh i definitely uh, certainly enjoyed uh talking to john john is a great uh, supporter of karate for mental health uh set of seminars uh we're doing quite a few things together uh, i really really appreciate john's uh views on the subject uh, i learned from john a lot uh my apologies for uh, my little one being crying in the background. Uh she just didn't want to let me go to do this. Um, so you just still have to uh accept that there will be a baby crying in a in the background. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please uh, let me know what you think about it um, and enjoy the listening.